gentlemen, it's time for the action in the main attraction here on the Sweet Science Class. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining today's episode. And today, we are strictly talking about the big pay-per-view fight this weekend. We are all very excited for Errol Spence versus Sean Porter, 147 unification bout. I've got the whole crew on the phone today. We're going to each have, you know, three or four minutes uninterrupted. Each give our breakdowns of the fights, which way it could go, give our final predictions, and see if that sparks up any organic conversation, because I have a feeling we're not all on the same page, but I don't know that exactly. We've kind of kept our opinions secret from each other. We like to let it happen on the podcast and just see what happens. So I honestly don't know what these guys think. They don't know what I think. So here we go. I'll just go down the line. What's up, Felix? Hey, what's going on, Sweet Science class? Been been gone for a little minute, man. Had a little hiatus there, just personal things, and then we had a little dead zone, so feels good to be back. What's up, Jakeem? Yo, what's up, Boxing World? Hey, what's up, fellas? Uh, we got a full house, so this should be fun. And last but not least, newcomer to the podcast, what's up, Landon? Yo, what's up? Big pay-per-view fight this weekend. I'm excited. Let's get on it. Okay, so here we go. I know I've got me a bunch of notes typed up. I've been working real hard today in preparation for me. Who wants to go first? I think Jakeem said he was down to go first. I'm not going to be real aggressive on the clock. I'm going to be watching it, you know, three to four, maybe five minutes. Just just do your thing. All right, so it's finally going down this weekend, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on a little bit of uh, something I said a couple of months ago. I don't know if y'all remember if y'all were listening back then, but I said coming into this fight, both fighters in that last fight, they fought different styles from, you know, their usual, how they usually fight. You had Spence, he tried to fight a more technical fight against Mikey Garcia because he was hearing all that talk that even though Mikey was smaller, Mikey was a better pure boxer. You know, he was more technical. So going into that fight, you know, Spence, he switched it up a little bit. You know, he claims he wasn't trying to hurt him or whatever. And, you know, he fought conservative. He fought a more conservative style than what he usually does. You know, he really tried to, and he did. He outboxed Mikey. He fought a different style. And it worked out to his favor because he won, you know, he won almost every round. Same thing with Porter. He, he was hearing all the, you know, all the criticism on him about how he fights rough and he's a dirty fighter and all that. So he went into his last fight against Ugas and he tried to fight from the outside, a taller guy with longer reach. And unlike Spence, you know, that style didn't work out for Porter because you know, I think some people, a lot of people had him losing a fight or they had it real close. And just watching a fight, you can tell Porter looked really uncomfortable trying to fight different from, you know, his usual aggressive style. So just looking at that alone, you see it worked out for, for Spence and it didn't work out for Porter. So coming into this fight, 
it means a lot because you, you really don't know what to expect from either one of these fighters. Are they going to come in like they did before, or are they just going to stick to their style like what they know best? So that's what I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm excited to see what, what type of fight it's going to be. Are they going to go on with a game plan, or is it just going to be all out throwing fists? I really think that the fight will work in Porter's favor if he fights his fight. You know, I think Spence gets a lot of credit for being a skill fighter when we really haven't seen his skill be tested. You know, the one time I felt like he got tested was against Kel Brook. And he beat Brook. He stopped Brook, but it was a close fight. People forget that. People want to, like, you know, give him a lot of credit for, for the Brook, but it was a close fight until Brook got stopped. Okay, so coming into to this fight Saturday, I feel like it will work out for Spence if he not necessarily fought the way he fought. Well, yeah, maybe fight the way he fought Garcia and kind of be on the counter. He has to become a, a counter puncher, and that's not really in his arsenal, a counter puncher. So, I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be excited to see the game plans. That's what I what I really want to see. What type of game plan they're going to come out with, and you know, it's, it's really hard to predict. You know, a, a real thorough breakdown just because they're coming off a of fight where they felt different. But if I had to pick a winner, I would say Spence by decision. But let me say this: I am rooting for Porter to win, and I'll explain why. Ever since Spence beat Mikey Garcia, he's getting a lot of credit. A lot of credit for being somebody that was two weight classes smaller, and I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, who has Spence on their top ten before the Garcia fight? I don't think any uh, ring, box rec, anybody, nobody had, nobody had Spence as a top ten fighter pound for pound before the Mikey Garcia fight. Now all of a sudden they fought. He's they got him ranked by four or five. Like they, like some of these people really got him ranked that high. And I don't feel like, you know, he, he don't deserve all that clout. He really doesn't. Not for beating Mikey Garcia. So I'm, I am a supporter. But I feel like Spence will edge it out in the UD. Very nice. So Jakeem is rooting Porter, but we have one for Spence. Felix, would you like to go next? Sure, why not? That's a pretty good prediction. I mean, it's, it's logical. Spencer is probably the more talented of the two. You're just doing the eyeball test, and if you're just looking at the two in a vacuum, Spence has more of the tools. He's the bigger fighter, you know. But before I get into all that, let me just say, I haven't really been emotionally invested in a fighter maybe since when Miguel Cotto retired. And before that, maybe a few guys, maybe like Floyd and Cheeto Trinidad. Pacquiao, to a certain extent, I mean, even though I wasn't a big fan of his, I was emotionally invested because, I mean, let's face it, he was an enigma. He was probably the biggest star in boxing at that time. And now that I'm, a, you know, and those guys started when I was a lot younger. That's, that's another, you know, that's another thing I got to throw out there. So you're kind of more of a fan of people when you're, you know, teenager going into your 20s. You know, that's when you start, you're kind of a fanboy. Well, now that I'm a lot older and doing this media thing, I don't, I, I kind of look at fights differently now. And although... There's one fighter that I'm probably emotionally invested in. It's Spence and maybe Danny Garcia for obvious reasons. But Spence, because let's face it, he's a Texas boy. I watched him in the Olympics. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He's always at the games. You know, he's kind of the official boxer for the Cowboys, I guess you can say. He's he's fought at in Frisco. He's fought in Cowboys Stadium. So, and, and honestly, if you listen to the first, I know Dustin probably remembers, if you listen to the first podcast, I talked a lot about Spence and how much I was a fan of his and things like that. But in the last year, I mean, 
a lot of things have changed. I, I, I got to look at his level of competition. I got to look at how he's beating fighters and things like that. So when I look at both fighters, you got Errol Spence. I look at his last six fights, okay, just his last six fights. He fought a Chris Algieri who, although he was coming off a win against own, he lost to uh, Amir Khan and Pacquiao before that fight. He beat Bundu, who both lost, who fought nobodies, but has two losses, and they were to Spence and Thurman, so that kind of shows where he's at on the totem pole. And honestly, he hasn't fought since, and that was like three, four years ago. He fought Kel Brook, who at that time, he was coming off a win a couple years before that against Sean Porter. He won that belt. He defended that belt three times before he even got to Triple G. And then when he fought to Triple G, that's when he kind of became battered. And when he went against Spence, he was kind of shell of himself, right? After that, he faces a Lamont Peterson, who his best weight was at 140. I think we can all agree on that. He fought, uh, who, who was after that? Ocampo? I mean, that's, I don't, I don't even have to get into that. <laughs> and then he fights Mikey Garcia, who's not a legit 147-pound fighter. Okay, that's just his last six fights. I can go to Porter's side now. He's coming off a fight, and I'm not going to talk about wins or losses. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, I'm just talking about who he's fought. He's fought you guys, Danny Garcia, Granados, Berto, Thurman, Broner, Eric Bone, and that was since the Kell Brook loss. So when I look at level of competition, I mean, Porter, Porter's probably got the toughest competition in boxing if you look at his resume. If you look at the level of competition, it's pretty up there. So, like I said in the beginning, Spence is the more talented guy. He's got all the tools. He has more tools. He knows how to use his range, which we saw last fight. But can he use his range against a guy who's a legit 147-pound fighter who's aggressive and rough like a Sean Porter? Now, Styles do make fights. Porter, on the other hand, has a problem with guys who use range. But, like I said, is Spence going to be able to do that against him because we've only seen it against Mikey and a couple other fighters. Another thing about Spence, have we seen Spence fight backwards? I don't think so. I, I can't ever think of a time that he fought going backwards. Maybe against Kell Brook for you know, minutes at a time, but I, I can't think of anything in my head that says that Spence fought backwards. And to fight a Porter, he's going to have to know how to fight backwards. That he's going to bring the fight to him. So I know it's going to be crazy, man, but I've been thinking a lot about this. And, I, you know, when they announced this fight, I was, like, thinking about what Spence is going to do next and things like that. But I don't know if it's going to be easy, man, because I look at all his previous fights and what leads up to now, and has he fought any fights to prepare him for what he's about to get into the ring with Porter? And remember, Porter beat Danny Garcia, who at that time, and still probably till this day, till this day, is a top five welterweight. On the Ugas fight, I think uh, Jakeem pointed it out, he didn't fight his fight. He, just, he, he snuck out with a victory, but he didn't fight his fight. Whenever he fights his fight, it's rough. Thurman won against uh, Porter. Why? Because he can fight backwards. Thurman is probably one of the best boxers in boxing at fighting backwards. I don't care if he's, he's lost a couple fights here and there. Nah. In his prime, when he fought, when Porter and Thurman fought, Thurman was a top pound-for-pound fighter, top three, top five in most people's lists. So, and he gave him a run for his money. Berto, another guy, seasoned vet. I mean, Granados is tough as nails. So, I'm going to say it, man. I, I'm leaning Porter. I think that Porter is going to pull it off, man. I think he's going to make it uncomfortable for Spence. 
And I see this being like, I know it's kind of a cop-out, but I see this a 7-5 fight, or I honestly think it could end in a draw. I don't know why. I just think that Porter's going to come out fast, and I don't see Spence. Maybe he can close the fight and win late in the rounds, but I see Porter doing it, man. And I'm one of the few. And they might not let me back in Texas after this one, but <laughs> but I, I'm going with Porter. Very nice. And, yeah, I mean, the way you explained it, I, I can understand why. And, and another thing, too, Justin, if you look at, okay, all the six people that I named that Spence has fought, his last six people, right? If I take the other side where Porter's last six, seven fight, if we were to make a top ten list of all those fighters, I mean, Kell Brook's the only one that's in the top ten. Right. When I mean, Mikey, you could put Mikey in there, but he's not legit 147. So if I look at legit 147-pound fighters, maybe Algeri cracks top ten. I don't know. Peterson, I, like I said, best fights were at 140. Kell Brook might be the only legit 147-pounder out of all these names that I named. And when you look at Porter's side, Garcia, Ehrman, Brooke, Berto, I mean, even Broner at that time. Broner was pretty good at, in 2015. I mean, he was, you know, coming off his peak. So I, I look at that level of competition, man. So we have evened it up for the Sweet Science class. We got one for Spence, one for Porter. It's very interesting. I mean, I can agree with everything both of you guys have said so far. Landon, what you think? All right. Well, Felix and Jakeem have both done a great job at kind of just displaying the strengths of both fighters. Felix, of course, went down the, the length and the strength of Porter's schedule. And, I mean, it's it's hard to hold a light to anything like that. Like, if you're trying to get on box rec and compare the two guys just based off their records, it's super hard to do. I mean, you have one guy that's on his come up and one guy who's kind of been around the mountaintop for a few years now. But we're talking about this fight. And I really think that Sean Porter's style coming into this is going to be tailor-made for Earl Spence. Sean Porter's going to come in wild like he always does. I believe he made a, uh, he quoted in a paper at this point that said that uh, he brings pressure and pressure bust pipes. And uh, I think he's going to bring too much pressure. I think, uh, as Jakeem alluded to, I think he's going to be counterpunching at this point. And I think his power is going to overtake because I'm not really sure if Sean Porter has been punched in the face by some guy like this at this point. So he's not going to be able to fight him like one time. It can't be an all-out action fight like that because I really think that Spence is going to tag his ass, knock him out. And I really think that Sean Porter is going to end up going out on his shield round nine. I'll go ahead and call that right now. So, I mean, I'm not in really disagreement. It's going to be a wonderful fight. But I just can't see Sean Porter edging this one out. I think it's Earl's time. Fighters come along like this once in a generation, and I really think you're looking at one right now. They don't call him the truth for no reason. So I think come Saturday night, everybody's going to get their money's worth, and uh, you're going to see a star shoot even further out to where it's already at. So Let me ask you something, Landon. Do you think that Spence coming in with the mindset of going for the knockout is going to hurt him, though? Yes, badly. Because Earl Spence just showed that he's not going to be hustling for that. He wanted his performance in the last fight to prove that he can fight. And he's not going to go for the knockout every time. But I think this time he holds true to his word. And uh, Spence is going to go looking for it. 
He's very invested in this fight, making Earl eat his words in the first finish, and I think that's going to get to him. What fighter has Spence fought that has come at him aggressive? Like, Man, have we seen him? Have we seen him counter that? I mean, I mean, really, with Kell Brook, like you alluded to, but I mean, he was fighting a used-up Kell Brook that had been destroyed by Triple G already. So, I mean, really, we can take that for what it's worth, but. I really don't think that you're gonna see Sean Porter have his way with Kel or with uh, Earl. Man, he's been spied. I seen pictures with him sparring with Benavides and all that. Even though them gloves they got on look like freaking pillows, but, <laughs> but size wise, man, I, I think he might be able to handle the size. Yeah, Felix, like I, I feel you, man. Like I've been saying this for the longest. When has Spence been tested? He never been tested. He never had to dig deep. He never had to persevere. Anything like that. In the Kell Brook fight, uh, that one I do feel like he dug deep, but like talked about, it, it was a battered fighter. It wasn't. I didn't think he had to dig deep. I think it was kind of like more like evenly matched. Like he, he didn't have to like you know come back from being down like four or five rounds. It was kind of like a close fight. Well, he had. I a, felt like he it was a real life fight. breathing opponent. <laughs> you know what I mean? I guess yeah, yeah. That was his toughest fight. Yeah. Well, and keep in mind that he had to breathe deep in front of Kell Brook's hometown crowd. Uh, he went to England to do this. So, I mean, to go to England and drag the shit out of somebody like that says something. Yeah, it does. It does. But, like I said, man, I'm looking at leading up to the fight, and I feel like Porter's battle-tested. He's going to benefit from that. Yeah, that experience. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, we shall see. So we have Spence two KO9. for Spence now. Two for Spence, one for Porter. But Landon's actually the first and only one so far to pick a knockout. So we got two for Spence, but he actually is picking Spence by KO. As for me, and now that I'm going last, admittedly, I'm about to probably repeat a bunch of things that have been said by all the guys. Some of these are comically similar. Some of the things Felix was saying... And I'm going off my sheet of paper that I worked on all day. I'm literally going to read top to bottom, word for word, what I wrote. And some of y'all may laugh because it's eerily similar to some of the exact things y'all said. I just don't think this is a one-sided fight for Spence, like I'm seeing tons of people say on the internet. I've got it 55-45 for Spence. And I'm going to say that if both guys come full steam ahead, unlike each of their last previous fights, this could be a potential fight of the year candidate. Now I'm going to break down the pros and cons of each guy. I'm going to get into my final prediction at the end. I'm also going to touch on each of their most recent fights because you're only as good as your last outing in boxing. Spence is pros. He's the bigger guy. He's probably faster. He's possibly stronger. He's got a better jab. He's a really good body puncher. And he fights great on the outside he fights good on the inside. And I worded it like that for a reason. Great on the outside, good on the inside. Now, Spence's cons, however. I'm not sure how he fights backing up. And he's never been in a war with someone at the very, very top. And like the guys have alluded to, and I had this written down already, I don't really count the Kell Brook fight. Because Kell moved up two weight classes got his face literally broken by Triple G, moved back down two weight classes, and a boxing buddy of mine said he discussed with a doctor 
with an injury like that to the orbital bone, you should be out for at least a full 12-month year. And I want to say that fight came inside of 12 months. Brooks should not have been in that fight. So the fact that Spence broke the other side, and yes, it was the other side. So people always throw that back against me. Well, he didn't break the same side as Triple G. He should not have been in the ring that soon. We've seen weight jumps and weight drops. Roy Jones Jr. is a perfect example. You move up 13 pounds, you get your face broke by Triple G. And these were before the Canelo fights, we must remember. And then you move back down, I don't count it. Lamont Peterson, yeah, his best days were at 140. Mikey Garcia, he moved up two weight classes. It just, I don't count that. It just doesn't, I don't count those. And like I said, I'm going to touch on each of the most recent fight because you're only as good as your last outing. Yes, he dominated Mikey, but he did not destroy him, as I personally feel he should have, considering the weight jump for Mikey. I told everyone for months, Mikey going to get stretched. He didn't even drop the man. And I don't buy anybody telling me he wasn't going for the knockout. He was trying to look cool and box out, outbox him with the skills. And sure, you can do that and still get the knockout. I don't buy that. So now I move to Porter. Porter's pros. He's been there, done that. When he fought Kelbrook, and people like to play the triangle theory or, you know, want to compare the Brook fight with this and that, let's remember that Sean Porter fought undefeated prime Kelbrook before all of that weight jump shenanigans went on. He fought a prime undefeated Brooke. That's a different story. Danny Garcia, Keith Thurman, Ugas, Broner, the list goes on. Been there, done that. More pros. Constant pressure. He's always in shape for 12 rounds while bringing that pressure. He's got a great chin against proven punchers in that weight class. And he fights great on the inside. Not as well on the outside, but really great on the inside. Better than a lot of people in that weight class. But when I go to Porter Kahn's, his only weakness for me as far as being hit seems to be the body shot. I've noticed body shots can they affect him a little bit. Like I alluded to, Spence is a great body puncher. More Kahn's, Brooke beat him by clinching him on the inside. Anytime Porter got in close, and he nullified Porter's bully style, which I could see Spence being able to do as well. And another con, the final con, he's been in a lot of wars that may have weakened him some. So it's almost like a double-edged sword. He's been in more wars than Spence, which should have him way more tested for a night like this, but has it hurt him and hindered him over time and slowed him down? I don't know yet. And his most recent fight, because like I said, only as good as your last outing. He may have lost his last fight against Ugas. I actually scored that fight for Ugas, but he weirdly chose a different style to fight that night, and I don't expect to see that style this Saturday. And just a side note, I watched an interview today with Sean Porter and his dad. I found out why Sean Porter fought like that that night. Sean Porter's dad had a vision that morning where he said God spoke to him and said, Ugas cannot touch him. So he went and told his son, he can't touch you, outbox him. So I think Porter was going to go and be good old-fashioned Sean Porter that night. And his dad said, you can't touch him. God told me that. 
go out there and box him. Now, whatever I may feel about that, that is what his dad said. So maybe that's why he fought differently that night. I don't expect to see that style, but I do think Ugas probably edged him out. And my final prediction. Again, I'm reading this paragraph that I have typed, but some of this is eerily similar, especially to what Felix said earlier. I think Spence wins an extremely close decision, 115-113, style, possibly even a split decision, and a draw would not shock me at all. I do not see a knockout. I don't even see either man getting knocked down. However, even though I just picked Spence, remember I said 55-45, I've already thrown down $25 on Porter to win 150 and I might drop a little bit more with my paycheck this Friday. I think he legit has enough of a chance to win for me to put my hard-earned money down on him. So that just should tell you that just because I picked Spence, like I said, 7-5, to five, maybe a draw, I wouldn't be dropping my money on Porter if I legit didn't think he had a chance to win this. So a Porter victory will not shock me in the least bit. 55-45, but you put a gun to my head, I'll pick Spence. I will not throw any money down on Spence, though. I don't like the odds, and I think it goes the distance. I will only throw it down on Sean, because he's got a good chance. And I'm going to admit, plus 600 underdog, that's insanity to me. It should be more like plus 200, maybe plus 250. I don't agree with plus 600. Sean, to me, is not that big of an underdog, and that's how the whole world is acting like. That's crazy to me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Spence stretches him flat in five rounds. But plus 600, I don't agree with it. That's way too much. Therefore, I'm going to take advantage of those odds. Because, like I said, won't shock me if Porter wins. So I'll probably drop another 25. I'll throw down about 50 on Porter. But, gun to my head, in a 55-45 fight, I'm going to say Spence wins a split decision, 7-5 to five type thing. But as Felix touched on, and it, I was laughing in my head when he said it earlier, a draw won't shock me, and I might even throw a couple bucks on a draw. This is going to be one of those types of fights. This is going to be a train clash, just boom, boom, in each other. That's what I'm hoping for. If they both come in, not the Mikey fight, not the Ugas fight, we see the old Spence, and we see the old Porter. This is fight of the year. Swing round, split decision, draw all over the place. Insane judging scorecards at the end of it. So that's where I stand. Do we need to discuss anything else, fellas? I mean, what do y'all think about what I said, about what anybody else has said? I mean, where are we at on all this? So so you said that that God told Kenny that Sean should fight on the outside? God told Kenny that morning he was... Trying to take a nap. He said they'd been up since 6 a.m. doing lots of crazy stuff, trying to get ready that day of the fight. So he laid down to try to take a nap. And he said that God told him, he said he heard God's voice pop in his head and say, he can't touch your son. Well, I, well, I, I hope the devil tells him to brawl with, with, with uh, Earl Spence. Cause, Me too. Like, he, he's not going to win no fight fight on the outside. Hey, man, you know, uh, I live in California, you know, and... Um, Weed is legal out here. So whatever Papa Porter is smoking, pass that shit. Yeah, I'm interested in the strain that has God speaking to you because that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Man, let me ask y'all a question. Shoot. What made Earl Spence jump in the top 10 pound for pound after he beat Little-Ass Mikey? He ain't in my top 10 before like, or after. Do y'all feel like he deserved that? Honestly. Nope, nope, Because nope, that really nope. bothers me. 
That really bothers me. It, it like hurts too. me. Matter of fact, when you're a champion in the 147 division, it's almost kind of default. If he beats Porter and unifies two belts, I promise Spence moves into my top ten. Yeah, he, as he should. As of now, absolutely not. I don't care about the Mikey win. I don't care about the 140 Lamont win. And people can say I'm being harsh on the Brook win. Sure, it was a great win. I cannot Wait. look past the fact that he moved up, got beat up, and moved back down. Can't do it. So you don't think Spence is top five if he beats Porter? Top, no. Top five pound for pound? No. Yeah. Why not? No, hell no. No, because there's I can name too many people that go in front of him. Look at you just spoke on his resume. You just was talking yeah, about his but, resume. But Justin just said you're as good as your last fight. A chef is as good as his last meal. So what number? If what you're, number? If you're looking at oh okay. What's the toughest division in boxing? Probably still welterweight. Probably welterweight or middleweight. Or what's okay, how many belts will he have if he wins this fight in that division? He'll two. have two. But what number? What, where is where is Porter at in the in the in the welterweights right now? He's like what? Probably he's four a WBC. He's a WBC champion. He's a champion, but we can't always just go by champion because we know, you know, what I'm saying we know a top five. He's probably like four or five. Well, that's actually a good point, Jakeem. To flip it on you, Felix, do you have Sean Porter in your top 10 pound for pound? He's got a belt. No, but what fight was it that he won his belt? Garcia. Garcia. Danny. Okay. And how did he look his last fight? Well, he, he was listening to God. He was listening to God. <laughs> well, to the devil. like Jakeem said, man, you better be listening to the devil. <laughs> I, I, I listen to God when it comes to other things. I'm not listening to God when it comes to punching somebody in the face. Exactly. And I do think Spence looked fantastic in his last fight, but he should have hurt 135, Mikey, especially landing, what, 330, 340 shots landed? Like, Man, no. You know what that fight was? That fight was like me playing my son in Madden. I'm going to beat him, but I ain't going to whoop his ass because I don't want to discourage him. You know what I mean? But you're a fighter. That's what I'm saying. But and he even said I wasn't trying to hurt him. Like that he, just doesn't. The narrative switch though, because he did say in an interview after that he was a little upset he didn't get the stoppage. Then the narrative switched. I don't believe it. I don't believe that for one minute. Yeah, I gotta say I smelled a little bit of bullshit on that as well. I mean, <laughs> even if the guy who picked him to knock out Porter over here being the only one, I, I still thought that was a load of shit. I think he just couldn't get him out of there. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. But back to the pound for pound, though. You still wouldn't put him, what, two belt holders? Top five? He would be seven or eight yeah. for me. Yeah, either either guy who wins, I think they crack, like, maybe the highest to six. Six or seven, eight. Anywhere from, like, either for either one that wins. But Spencer, he shouldn't be. He, Dude, y'all can go back and look. I, I swear, I don't remember seeing him. On Ring TV, any anybody's top top ten before the Mikey. And I, I get the reason why the reason why I do put Spence in my pound for pound also is because even though his level of competition, I, I criticized it. He's going out there and he's knocking the dudes out. It's not like he's fighting uh, scrubs and going the distance. No, Mikey. No, Porter. Well, Porter's been going. You know, even though he's had tougher competition, the last few fights they've been scraps, like twelve round scraps. And that's kind of the reason why I'm giving Porter the edge, because of that. So it kind of works both ways. Yeah, it's kind of like I said, too. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, 
you could see it going one way or the other because of everything we said. It's just like, how will it play out? Will those scraps benefit Porter? Have they weakened Porter? It's it's a very intriguing matchup. I am extremely excited. Yeah, this is this fight is like we don't we don't know what to expect. You know, that's why I think it's so exciting. Like, shit, we don't even know what type of style they're gonna fight. Like, it's crazy. I think I think we know what to expect as far as we. I know Porter's coming. He's coming to fight. We're gonna see that's old train Porter. Yeah, I guarantee. I think it. so. Guarantee it. As we should, man. We've never seen Spence deal with that kind of. You know that kind of style, that kind of adversity. You know, bingo. And have we seen Porter fight someone with Spencer style? Maybe not as good as Spence, but with his style of like yeah, we've seen that. And all that. We've seen that. And let yep. me throw and in I'm one like- more intangible. If Porter really is coming in like a crazy bull, headbutts could happen. Cuts could mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. And remember, Spence and Southpaw. Oh, they gonna clash heads. Yes, sir. And what if Spence gets cut? What if he starts bleeding? We don't know. He's never. He hasn't dealt with that. That's when characters start. That's when your character is revealed. We'll see what he's really, what he really is, man. And hopefully, I'm wrong, man. Hopefully, I'm wrong, and he wins, and we get to see him fight Crawford or fight somebody. But I, I'm going with my gut. I went with my yeah. brain again with Manny Pacquiao and Thurman. This time, I'm going with my gut. And I could see the yep. draw like you touched on because I legitimately wrote that down. So I thought it was funny you said that. I could see a draw. I could see a split yeah. draw. And I never say draws. Me no, neither. That Me neither. Yeah, like y'all said about the cuts. Like that's I think that's the one thing left that we need to see from Spence. Just adversity. Him facing some type of situation like Fury did a couple weeks ago. You know, being cut and have to come back. You know what I'm saying? Like we we got to see him dig deep. That. You know, that's a true champion right there. We've never seen that from him because he's never had to deal with it. So Yeah, I want to see his back on the ropes and see what happens. Exactly. Well, I feel like we have uh, broken this down about as much as it can be broke down. So basically, we have three for Spence, one for Porter. But I'm telling you, all I'm really, and I'm not doing it just to play it safe. I really am almost on the fence. This is, gun to my head, I'm saying Spence, but this is a coin toss, and I'm, I'm ashamed, almost, as a boxing fan, to see how many people are saying it's going to be a blowout for Spence. I just, I don't understand that. The man has been in wars. He's got a good chin. I even got to go against Landon. I don't even think there's going to be a knockdown, let alone a knockout. Maybe a towel getting thrown in. I mean, I could see that before falling down. Yeah, I don't see a knockdown. And I, I don't want people to get it twisted. Like I like Spence. I really do like Spence. I just don't like the bandwagon. You know what I'm saying? Like, the whole everything behind him, like, it kind of gets annoying. But I like Spence, too. I like Spence. You know, it's it's a situation where he's made people who've been in there with Manny Pacquiao and been in there with uh, Ruslan Provodnikov. I mean, he made Chris Algieri look totally pedestrian, and he knocked the shit out of him. And, I mean, you've got two of those guys who are known for beating the shit out of people, especially Provodnikov. And Provodnikov couldn't take care of him. So, I mean, Earl Spence went in there and made easy work out of him. So, I just, I really think that power is on the next level. And to be fair, Provodnikov is known for getting the shit beat out of him, too. So, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he has That's zero exactly what he thought about it. I don't think that was impressive, though. Him stopping Algeria. I mean, yeah, Pacquiao, I don't know. Was that, that was after the Marquez fight, right? When Pacquiao fought. 
And he dropped, Algeria. yeah, and he, he dropped knocked him like, down like fifty times, like five times. But in an interview, yeah. Algeria even said, ironically, even though Pacquiao dropped me five times and I kept getting up, and Spence actually stopped me, Algeria said Pacquiao punched harder, which I found interesting. He said he had just more explosive power than Spence. Well, it's because you don't see the punches. <laughs> I mean, they always say the punches that hurt the most are the ones you don't see. And you know, Pacquiao, he comes from angles. I was kind of impressed with the Algerian victory because it was part of the come up. You know what I mean? That was part of the Spence buildup, but I feel like he's kind of just plateaued in the last couple of years. And he's fighting like once a year. Yeah, he slowed down. Yeah. And he's in his prime. You better be, you know, I mean, you're wasting your best years. Definitely agreed. But he comes out and puts on a show, he'll shut me the hell up. Yep. And I want to be shut up. And then that's like, like we're saying, we, we like, I think all four of us like both guys. I don't pick because I'm a fan. I'm 33. I ain't got no posters on my wall. I'm picking off skill, off talent. I, I, I don't play favorites no more. Too old for that. You don't have a DGG poster on your wall? No, not like your Canelo footies. No, I don't. I'll admit mine, though. <laughs> there's only one there's only one boxer that'll ever be on my wall and that's muhammad ali so well, i got i got ali on the wall okay i lied i, I got ali on my wall <laughs> man i got fucking mickey ward on the wall man <laughs> that's, that's a good choice and i wear boxing shirts I, I'm, I'm fans of guys and i'll sport their shirt but i've picked against guys whose shirts hang in my closet i don't let that's, that weigh against me hey landon that's yes, sorry. That's that's some ABB shit right there. <laughs> that's a little inside joke. That's a little TSSC inside joke, folks. All right, guys. Yeah, brother. Anything y'all got to wrap this up? I think this went really well. No, nah, man. Uh, I think we touched up on everything. And um, like I always say, every big pay per view fight, you know, go to, if you're gonna go to a bar, go do something like that. No drinking and driving. It's best for you just order the fight, stay at the house, have all the friends come over, and. Uh, have a safe weekend, guys. I mean, not just the fight, the buildup. They got the weigh-in. They got, you know, the pressers, all that stuff this week, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited for this fight week. Yeah, not only is the, the main event good, like, the whole card is good. So, I'll be chilling at the house. I'm going to barbecue. I got better at it. I'm not going no bar, nowhere. Just stay at home. And I hope, you know, all y'all enjoy the fight. Yeah, absolutely. Like Felix said, everybody be safe. Don't drink and drive. There are laws when you drink in claws. So, uh... <laughs> Everybody, uh, just enjoy the fight. It's going to be a great one, and uh, hopefully I don't look like a total dumbass on this one. And like Jakeem said, do not forget the undercard is Darrell versus Benavidez, and boy, that's going to be fireworks too. Uh, let me respond to Landon. Hey, uh, you're initiated to this podcast when you've officially made look like a dumbass. So We've all looked like <laughs> <I> mean, dumbasses. <laughs> well, here we go. You got to take it. I think we unanimously chose Thurman to beat Pacquiao. And in that first round, I was like, well, damn. <laughs> hey, I wasn't on the podcast yet, but I'm the one that chose Pacquiao. Yeah, okay, we got to give credit yeah. where it's due. That was pre-Landon podcast era, but in our private little chat that we're always doing, Landon did pick Pacquiao, and we kind of gave him shit for a while, and he ended up being right. When he dropped him in the first round, I kind of sat back down on the couch like, well, hell. Yeah, I thought I was fired and Landon could have my position. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, fellas. 
Alrighty, world, we hope y'all enjoy this wonderful pay-per-view. It, it is a stacked card with a brilliant main event. I think we're going to see fireworks no matter what. Please follow the page, like the page, share the page. Tell all your friends about the podcast. Go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate everything that you followers do for us. And as we posted today, we are seeking sponsorship for this podcast. Private message us and we will give you all the details. We will help plug your business and try to help you gain some business, gain some sales. We want to help you and you can help us full circle just like the fans are with us. You help us, we bring you more, we all win. The Sweet Science Class is out. Thank you.